1: And welcome to Sports Info. Um, hey, we got Coach Gordon Roberts with us tonight, and we're going to be talking a whole lot about what's happening in the world of sports, but especially what's going on with the NBA playoffs. Hey, but did, did Coach, did you hear that Cam Newton might be getting a new contract in the next couple of days? Going to pay him over a hundred million dollars, and he's going to sign this contract before Russell Wilson signs his contract or before, um. The guy Andrew Luck signs his contract. What do you think about that?
2: Coach, I think uh, the guy's deserving. He definitely is the last few years puts them on his back and just carries them. You know, that's how they got in the playoffs this past
1: year. I I would agree totally, you know, and um I, I think he should be upward in around 120 million. You know, I think that's what the going rate for a, uh, a top qual- caliber quarterback and I I'm quick to throw Cam Newton in that category as being one of the top quarterbacks in the NFL. And, um, and I say in the top six or seven. And um, he'll ne- he he can't drop below eight in my, in my book right now. We're talking about the top quarterbacks in the league. And uh, he far exceeds Kaepernick and a lot of these other guys that are getting paid. So I think um, he should get paid, too. I'm happy to see him get a big contract.
2: Me too, Coach, because he definitely deserves it because he's taking a beating. I, I just worry about his longevity if uh, he doesn't get some help, or some more help.
1: Well, I, I worry about his longevity as well, and um, you know, uh, and 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 when we st- when we talk about Cam Newton, I think he has settled a lot in the pocket. He's not that just take off and run kind of guy now. And even when he's running and moving around now, he's looking downfield to throw a, a very accurate pass which that's something i think he does very well he has a very accurate pat, uh, arm he's he's a big guy um and you're right if he can stay healthy and um continue to get a few more weapons around him i think he's gonna he's gonna really be um, impressive his career is only gonna go up
2: well i think they helped him a little bit this year and uh if they'll continue to do that uh, i think he'll be around for a while
1: it, i i think he will and um You know, and speaking of quarterbacks, um, your boy Johnny Manziel is is in the news (laughs) again. You know, um, (laughs) throwing a water bottle at a fan. Wow. You know, if if people are getting under his nerves like that, uh, you know, he's not going to be around very long if, if things like that bother him already. And, you know, as much as we hate to say it, there's more pressure put on a quarterback than any other position in the NFL. You know, I, it, it, we we expect a lot from quarterbacks. We always expect our quarterback to be the leader of the team. No matter where we're talking, I'm talking about whether it's high school, JV, college, or the NFL. Our quarterbacks are the guys that really put us at the top. They they lead our program. Hey, we have a call on the line. Ryan, what's going on? Ryan. There, yeah, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing very well. Yep, yeah, I know what you call to talk about. Ryan, I played college basketball. Um, I think ran you your career at FAMU playing college basketball. Is that correct?
3: That is correct. But I'm I'm true to the to the heart of Boise State Bronco.
1: All right, you know at Boise State, you know they they famous for uh, football, but they've had some very good basketball programs at Boise we, State. We've
3: been pretty decent. We've been pretty decent. But I tell you now. Man, these playoffs! Man, we're in the finals. I'm—I don't know about you, but I'm excited.
1: Man, I am so excited, and I'm—I'm very, I'm very excited to see two programs that are, that are in the NBA playoffs that that we haven't seen the the Warriors since um, downtown Freddie Brown. Come on, oh, that's a long, long time, ago. long time ago. Yeah, I don't even know if you remember downtown Freddie Brown. You know, well, Jamal
3: Wilkes. I'm—I'm—I remember downtown Freddie Brown, but. Let me, let me ask you this. Yes. The, the, the Warriors, man, when they are hot, they just, maybe it's my eyes, but they appear to be, when they are hot, they are the hottest team in the NBA. When they're on and Cleveland is on, I think Cleveland might be in trouble.
1: You, but, you know, and I, I've said this throughout the playoffs, that I just didn't think that Golden State could continue to shoot at the temperature they've been shooting at. And and right. I've never seen anybody shoot the way this guy, Curry, hits three-pointers. You know, I oh. always said John Havlicek was the best shooter I ever saw growing up. But well, see, you're I've a bit honest, this I've heard of him.
3: You've never heard of John Havlicek? I've heard of him. But see, you've seen him play. I, that was before my time.
1: Yeah, that was before your time. I apologize, Ryan, to, to be talking hey, about you, people that hey. you very... Go ahead, Hello? Coach. Habichek was great. He had a smooth, smooth shot. Yeah, his, his, matter of fact, his shot and follow throughs—it reminds me of, of Curry a little bit. Now, not taking nothing away from Curry, I've never seen anybody shoot as good as Curry, including Habichek, because this guy shoots a three-pointer like he's shooting a free throw.
3: Oh, I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. Again, I don't know if he just stays hot. Or that I think that's just how he plays. I mean, I don't think he's on a hot streak. I mean, it's, it's, if so, it's a long streak.
1: It's a very long streak, man. And you know, when when you see him play, he shoots with such ease, man. I mean, he plays right. the game with ease, and he's not a very big guy either. <coughs>
3: well, it, it, it's unbelievable. Uh, you think LeBron can keep up? What, what are y'all thinking?
2: Oh yeah, LeBron's going hes gonna get his points. I just. I don't think Cavaliers got the defense to stop
3: them. Yeah, That's, that's kind of what I'm thinking. I mean, Le- LeBron is the man, but if he can carry Cleveland, if they win his championship, I, I mean, I don't know what to say because, again, to me, Golden State, if they keep playing like they're playing, I just don't see how LeBron and crew can keep up. I just, I don't know.
1: You know, and I, I, I would agree with you, um, Ryan, because – I look at Golden State and I say they have some incredible guys coming off the bench. You know, right. I mean this guy Igadawa, he he he's he could start for a lot of teams in mm-hmm. in the NBA. You know, um you're right. You know you're right. Yeah. And he's coming off the bench. <clears throat> Harrison Barnes, this guy comes off the bench for them. He could start for a lot of teams in, in the in the league, man. Yeah, he's a really. man. You gotta
3: love them Tar and he's yeah. Hey, and, 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 and um you know, being
1: Bar- from Michigan,
3: you know, we have a little Spartan on the team who's kinda of holding holding his own, I gotta say.
1: Yeah, definitely. And and, uh, uh, and, and you talking about um uh, uh Damon Green. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah and then and then this me. guy um Barbosa. You know, this guy could start for a lot of teams in the in the NBA. Sean Livingston coming off the bench for this team can mm-hmm. start for a lot of teams in in the in the NBA. You know, Absolutely. so I, I I look at Golden State, man. I I'm telling you, they have they have a strong bench, and uh, and a lot of these guys are are could be players. David Lee, who very rarely starts for this team, could be a starter. Right. You know, this kid, this guy, Andrew Bogut, uh, uh, an Australian who's just a he's healthy a cruiser. At, at the right time of year for a change, he's healthy. <laughs> and, and that's true. He's finally healthy at the right time at the right time of year. And, and we uh, all but know. Darryl, I think,
2: you know, the thing about it is the coaches aren't equal. You know, we got a rookie coach against a guy that I think is one of the better NBA coaches around right now in Curry. Now, and I don't know. If, I think we got uh, three coaches,
3: right? LeBron, his coach, <laughs> and Curry. <Kirk. laughs> <laughs> I think LeBron is coaching
2: Cleveland. Well, I think that hurts some. Yeah, it's hard to coach on the floor. Yeah,
3: it's a. Uh, again, I mean, but that's a that's you know a tribute to LeBron. I mean, if for whatever reason, how that thing is set up, they're st- they're in the finals. Yeah,
1: well, you know, and at, at, at the same time, that might be an asset because he can see some things on the floor. That uh, the coach can't see, and he and he knows when to call timeout. You know what I'm saying? He knows when they <laughs> right. have when they have timeouts left, and when they don't have timeouts left.
3: Exactly. You know? It's guys. I like I, said, I. I just don't know. I'm 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 a LeBron fan. I think he's a great teammate. I pull for him wherever he goes. Hey, he wins. But man, Golden State, man, they, those guys right now, they just look they look good.
1: Yeah, and you know, we really haven't even talked about the other hot hand, the other hot gun for 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 this team and that's this kid Clay Thompson who who seems to be I know, a, he did, a, a he was, Now, he actually was off last series. Yeah, he got kicked you know, he in the did, head. Series, he got so knee in I'm, the head. You know, maybe that may have caused him to miss a few shots. You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> but
3: if he gets hot again, I uh, I think they're going to be in, Cleveland's going to be in trouble. Wow. Now, we'll probably be talking, you know, in a week and a half, two weeks about how LeBron did it, but just on paper, I don't know guys.
1: Wow. So you really think on paper this 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 um golden state team can take down King James? <sighs> no, if you put it like that, no. I think they can take
3: down Cleveland. You can't I just don't like to target LeBron. <laughs> Okay, because I found foolish saying that. So I say they can probably take down Cleveland, but when it comes down to LeBron, that's when I get a little nervous because it is the king.
2: Well, the bookies have it four to two, the Warriors, uh-huh. and they have this first one as uh, that the first people that they're saying in this first game it's going to be the Warriors one hundred four to ninety eight. That's what the, the line is right now.
1: Hmm. What do you I guys think, think? What are you guys thinking? When we look at the other side, when we look at What's the that? other side of the program, other side, I really think that LeBron and the Cleveland Cavaliers have a really serious team. I mean, you talking about this guy, Moscow he, He's a serious center, big guy oh, in the yeah. middle. This guy, Thomas Thompson, coming off the bench. No, he's starting right. now. And he—he's the real deal. Um, I, I really think that uh, Cleveland has—has—has um, a—has a, a good shot because they have a good team, right? Yeah,
3: they, they, they have a good shot. They have a great shot. It's just—I don't. know, Maybe I'm just—I'm spooked. See, I didn't really watch Golden State play a whole lot this year until the playoffs. And I think between the highlights and the, obviously they're always great because they're highlights. And then the playoffs. I mean, I'm. Honestly, man, I'm on the bandwagon of Golden State, but I am a LeBron fan. He is the man.
1: He he, he is the man. But you know, um, Jr. Smith is one of those kind of guys. I think every team needs. I, I really think every team needs a Jr. Smith. You
4: know, mm-hmm.
1: He he he's he's, he's, he's he's an intimidator because he's crazy, man. He
0: you know, when care. you have those
1: kind of guys <laughs> on your team, you know they help you. They, they, they really do. You know, it doesn't um, matter what. It doesn't matter what sport. Right. It gotta, doesn't matter what sport. You got to have one of those kind of guys on your team, man. Because people are looking I for understand. them when they, when they shouldn't be looking for them. They have their mind right. on them when they shouldn't have their mind on them. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. <laughs> you know, we had one of them guys on my football team once, man. We, we threw a screenplay, and the guy that caught the screen fell down because uh, <laughs> this guy was coming to block a guy so hard the guy that caught the pass just fell down, and you can see how this guy, the guy on our team that you got to have on your team, he just creamed somebody. And we're like, man, what are you falling for? Man, I thought he was going to hit me. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, right, we got to go, man, because we got some other callers on the line. But, hey, man, thanks for calling in. And you're taking Cleveland, right? Hey, man, I'm, I'm going to go
3: Golden State. I'm going to go Golden State, fellas.
1: Go and with Golden State. All right,
3: I'm gonna go with Golden State, so we'll right. stay tuned. Hey man, Golden I appreciate State, the Golden time, State fellas. State. Man, I enjoyed it.
1: Hey man, I appreciate it, man. Thank you again. Hey, and don't be don't be a stranger. Call the Sports Info. You on the show anytime. Absolutely, it's a done deal. I'll talk to Thank you all you. soon. I appreciate it. Hey, we got Al on the line. Hey, how we doing? How we doing? Hey, we're doing real good, Al. Um, who you who you going with in this in this big um NBA playoffs? Big NBA game. I have to go. I have to go with Cleveland. You know, I'm, I'm an L.A.
4: fan. Like I said, I don't too much care for LeBron James, but to, for him to have an opportunity to bring a, a championship to the city, I think he's going to we're going to see the best LeBron James we've ever seen in this state.
1: Wow. So you think we're getting ready to see the, um, the extra-extraordinary LeBron James, the, the one we've never seen? Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. We're going to see something we've never seen. We've never witnessed someone. Like I said, we're
4: going to see something we've never seen. LeBron James you know what I mean this this series like
2: that.
4: Wow. And that, that takes a lot for me to say that being a Kobe Bryant guy well I,
2: the thing about I, it, I, it I, is I, that's, that's only whether you're going to win it if LeBron has just an amazing you know series I, I, Cleveland's going to win like I say Steph Curry you know, you,
4: like I said you get J.R. Smith put him on Steph Curry he brings him out of character Steph Curry you know he's a great shooter probably one of the best shooters in the league in my opinion but uh, like I said, when you put a player like like, like Smith on Curry, you, you know it's something like that. It, it takes you out of character, and you're gonna have to make someone else win the game. And like I said, I don't think anyone else on the on the Golden State that could step up to a game in this big of a stage, dealing with somebody like LeBron James, uh, who's been here in the last five years. Like I said, and to have an opportunity to bring a championship to his city, like I say I think he's gonna do whatever it takes. You know, we, we're going to see a a, a heck of a, a heck of a player. He's already a great player, but we want to see another side of LeBron James that we've never seen. I think we're going to go going to compare him to Michael Jordan after his his style of play this year. That's just my opinion.
1: So he really getting ready to take to take on that throne? You think this is going to put him on a level of a of a of a Michael Jordan? You, you think really? Yes, I mean, like I
4: said to come back home to come back home in one year to turn a team around. Like I said he's so humble. The young man, so humble, the way he go about things, and to to be in this to be in this position, I, I it's he he got the city on his back to support uh, whatever it, whatever it takes. You know, he he's a machine right now. He's been a machine, but he's a machine right now. No injury, I mean, no no fatigue, no nothing's going to going to get in the way of him to, to 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 bring that championship home. I just don't see it. I just really
3: don't see it. it.
1: So you, you think it's like it's his because he's going to will his team to win. He's going to put his team on his back and not allow them to lose this championship. Do you think they're going to win not. the first game? I think that I, I'm
4: going to step out right here and say this, and it's going to be disrespectful to any Cleveland fans, mm-hmm. uh, not, uh, any any Golden State fans. I won't be surprised if sweeping. Like sweeping. He, he's not playing with these guys. Wow. He's not. Wow. He's not. He's not playing it's business. This, this man, you, you see his interviews, you see how he's going about practice right now. You know what I mean? He he had that, that look on his face. All they got to do is hold on to his coattail in the words of Michael Jordan. Take his coattail.
1: He I won't be surprised in Sweden. So you're saying that uh, he he wants to get this done with. He wants to bring this championship back home and bring it home right now. So he don't have to have any he don't have to say I'm gonna bring a championship. He's gonna say I brought the championship to Cleveland. Yeah. Single
4: <laughs> He's going to go get that. I, he's going to go get that single handle. Yeah, I'm telling you. I got this. Like the look in his face. Like I say, he, he's a great player. He's always been a great player. And my, like I say, he, just the look in his face, the way he's going about preparing for the opportunity. His it, it, peace factors is all the way on. You know, like I say, uh, proper preparation, prepare. Um, Prepare him, you know what I said for he, no poor performance he he's not looking forward to a, a poor performance at all he's he's not that's the least of his worry you know what i mean he, he's getting his players involved, the guys on the team who's never been in this position they're excited and to think about how Cleveland felt when he left to think about how they feel that he's in the in the big game that's enough to do it for you right there
1: oh there's no doubt that um that he's there is no doubt that the fans in Cleveland are going to give him the most support he ever had and they're going to be behind him 100% totally but Al um I really think that I, th- I think LeBron I agree with you I think LeBron is going to will his team to the championship I, I, I'm I'm so happy that I'm a LeBron fan now and before I wasn't a LeBron fan I'm a LeBron fan because he went back home to win a championship at home, he wants to go back and bring something to his community that only he could bring them. And because he feels like he they owe like they owe him something because they supported him so much throughout his career. Hey, man, Al, I thank you so much for calling. We gotta go, but thank you for calling Sports Info and UM Radio Show. And don't be a stranger. Call us anytime. You know where we're at. Yes, sir. We'll do. Every Monday night from 8 to 9, give us a call. We'll appreciate it. Hey, guys, thank you for listening to Sports Info, and Radio. We'll be right back after these messages.
4: Your
3: internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports.
5: Look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network.
2: Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine. From the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week. Bruce, the sports doc, and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America
5: Sports Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
0: tuned in to Sports Info U.M. with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoun3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show.
1: And welcome back to Sports Info U.M., And you know, um, even though our state is in the sunny South, uh, we're in the NHL championship playing against the Blackhawks of Chicago, the Tampa Bay Lightning. And we're so proud of our team here in Florida. Even though a a lot of people don't know a lot about hockey in Florida, we are proud. But we do have someone tonight. Coach, who do we have on the show with us tonight talking about this great sport of hockey?
2: We got Bill Gordon, Mr. New York Ranger
1: fan. (laughs) <laughs> what's happening, Bill? How you doing tonight, guys? Hey, we're doing good. Doing good. You um, give us, give us a yeah, breakdown still, on what's going still on. A
5: little in mourning, still a little in mourning over the Rangers, but i um, tell you what, the Tampa Bay Lightning, they have a very good hockey team, and uh, um, I, I really think they have a, a legitimate shot to win the Stanley Cup. I, I know Chicago's favorite, but uh, I really feel um, Tampa Bay, they have a, a, a tremendous team.
2: And Bill, for us that don't uh, that are uh, hockey uh, newbies, you're talking about the the Lightning have a couple of good lines, but usually have three lines in hockey, and you're saying well, that they have the two best, the two good, you know, really good scoring lines, and then one that's not quite so good.
5: Well, usually um, they play with four uh, four lines. Usually you have. Um, Three scoring lines or two scoring lines and two checking lines, something like that. But, uh, Tampa is, uh, the, top two lines, um, with, uh, Stan Coast, Colorn, and, uh, Dopala, and also with Johnson, uh, Kucherov, and Palat are been outstanding this playoffs. And, um, you know, they've accounted for, uh, 55 goals. Of those goals, uh, the triplets have accounted for 28 or more than half of the, the goals scored, uh, and they call them the triplet line. Um, but Tampa's kind of interesting because, they do things a little bit differently than other clubs. Um, most teams will run with um, 12 forwards and six defensemen, but um, Coach Cooper, uh, John Cooper for Tampa, after the first couple games in the Detroit series, he kind of went with 11 forwards and seven defensemen. So he's kind of moving around some of his top players into the fourth line to kind of give them a little bit of a, bolt, you know, kind of a, Uh, A little bit more juice, and it's um, and it's kind of worked. because they've been obviously they're playing in the Stanley Cup Finals, so they're doing something right. But uh, it's an interesting concept that really isn't used that much. And uh, John Cooper's just kind of pushed all the right buttons so far this year, uh, this playoff uh, year anyway, as far as getting the Lightning to the Stanley Cup Finals. Well, now, but. you know, when I kind of look at this the Chicago final between the Lightning and the Blackhawks, I kind of look at it um, from two two ways. I think that uh, um, Tampa Bay, uh, or from Chicago's standpoint, if you can shut down the top two lines at Tampa Bay, uh, Tampa really hasn't had any secondary scoring. Um, 45 of their 55 goals in the playoffs have been scored by the top two lines. Um, whereas if you look at Chicago, um, they've scored 56 goals in the playoffs, but uh, they've gotten 23 goals from their, you know, bottom Uh, two lines and their defensemen. So, you know, they're getting scoring throughout the lineup where Tampa Bay is kind of limited to just their top two lines um, throughout the playoffs so far.
1: You know, uh, Bill, um, it's kind of crazy that we don't see a lot of the the fisticuffs when the playoffs start. You know, we see a lot of serious hockey and see a lot of serious skating, and these guys are really playing for the love of the game. doesn't seem like it's a a lot of fights um, is that because the guys take the game more serious, or because no one wants to get hurt in the playoffs? Well, um,
5: I think we need to. You know, I, I think you can look at it two ways. I think, for for the standpoint of uh, yes, you see more skating, we also see a lot more hitting in the playoffs and a lot more closer checking. So it's it's actually more physical in the playoffs than it is in the regular season. But I don't think you see the fighting because uh, guys don't want to get a five minute penalty and be you know and hurt the team or take a bad penalty. So you'll see. Um, less fighting. Um, Typically, your better players are on the ice more in the playoffs. So those guys don't want to be in the penalty box. They want to be on the ice playing and helping their team. So I think you kind of see a a drop off in the fighting, but certainly not in the physical play. Um, And just to give you a for instance, uh, being a Ranger fan today was breakup day for the Rangers um, after the loss last Friday against Tampa Bay in Game 7. So you had one defenseman with a playing the playoffs with a hairline fracture in his ankle. Another one with an uh, MCL sprain and he had water on his ankle um, that needed to be drained. Third one was playing with a broken foot um, and that's just for the ranges. So I'm sure at the end of um, you know, the Stanley Cup you're going to hear how many Lightning players have been injured and how many Blackhawk players have been injured. Um, but sometimes I don't think these hockey players are human the way they um, you know, will play through some of these injuries that they do. Uh, probably a lot similar to you know when you guys played football, the same thing um, that you guys just play through a lot of injuries that most people just kind of scratch their head and say, "How do you
1: do that?" Well, Bill, some most people don't know about the good drugs they get. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah. You know, hey, but uh, I guess I look at it, you know, and I'm I'm one of these people that really think that hockey players are the best athletes in the world. I mean, to be able to do the things that they do on skates is incredible to me. And I didn't really appreciate the game until I lived in, in Milan, Italy, for a couple of years and to see how how Europeans just just love this sport. And they love the NHL more than anything. And to see the NHL on a regular basis um, while I lived there was incredible. And I, I just get, uh, I got a passion for the game. Uh, Mario Lemieux was my favorite player for a long time. And uh, and I also watched this guy Crosby come in the league. And, I, and I, when I saw him, I was like he's so, he's really so small, he just never never really looked to be the part to me. And not to get off the NHL playoffs at all, Bill, but where do you see um, the stars of this league going? Because we really don't see a lot of stars coming from the, the roots of America.
5: Well, actually, you know, over the last 10 or 12 years, I think you've seen a lot more, um, you know, U.S. players. When when, when you start looking at, um, you know, in the Olympics where, where the U.S. players are, really starting to, uh, and the U S team is starting to, um, you know, do you know, medal and, and, and be in the, uh, uh, the talk of the best teams. Um, you know, obviously Canada is still the best, but, um, you know, the, I think the game has changed quite a bit too. Now. I, I think it's, it's more of a speed game now. And, uh, obviously these players, like you said, are some of the most well-conditioned athletes in the world. And I believe that, you know, in the past, it wasn't like that. Um, you know, they, these guys would show up at training camp, and then they would start to try to lose weight and get in game shape. Now they come in in tip-top form. So um, I think you're seeing a transition in hockey to um, maybe some of the other sports where where the conditioning and the um, and and you know taking care of themselves you know it's a it's a year-round profession now as opposed to what it used to be. Um, but the U.S. Uh, Daryl, has quite a bit of uh, you know um, players now that are. Uh, some of the top of Jack Eichel who's going to go um, number two overall is a generational talent this year. Um, that's probably going to go to Buffalo. Um, when you look at guys like, um, you know, uh, uh, Suter and you look at Brian McDonough and some of the players that, um, you know, Kevin Shattenkirk, um, you know, are some of the best defensemen in the NHL. So, um, you know, the U S has definitely created some, uh, you know, or to have quite a bit of uh, the top tier talent now in the NHL.
1: And that's great, and um, you know, and I, I, I really, um, like I said, I've enjoyed the game. I've always watched it, and to see our state come from out of nowhere, you know, our two teams came from basically all of a sudden. We had the Florida Panthers, and then we had then come up the um, the Tampa Bay Lightning, where at one point a lot of people in our state didn't even know anything about. Uh, about hockey, and now we have two teams, and it's it's really because we have a lot of people in the state of Florida that are from up north, and they really understand the game of hockey, and um uh, and we have good crowds at our stadiums here, um watching the Tampa Bay Lightning and the uh, Florida Panthers.
5: Yeah, no, I, I mean, and and when you look at the you know the, the Lightning in particular, um you know you look at them and you say, oh wow, they're in the Stanley Cup Finals, but um you know when Steve Eiserman came in, who was um you know uh, one of the best, you know, NHL players of all time and played for the Detroit Red Wings. When he came in as the general manager, um, you know, he really brought a winning attitude to the, to the franchise. And, um, you know, he rebuilt them pretty much, you know, from 2011 when the Lightning were in the, uh, Stanley Cup, uh, semifinals, you know, in the Eastern Conference finals and lost to Boston in seven games. Only two players from that team, Steven Stamkos and Victor Hedman are still on that team. So basically in four years, he has gutted that entire team. And brought in an entire new team and a lot of the players are, you know, young that came up through their farm system and their minor league system. Um, and they've done a tremendous job of, um, you know, putting that team together. And I think, you know, along with maybe the island is in Minnesota and a few other teams, I think Tampa Bay has probably one of the biggest windows right now, uh, in the NHL. And I think, um, you know, they're probably the closest thing, um, to, I guess what I would say would be a potential dynasty down the road. I mean, they are that good. Um, and I think when the, if you look at the Tampa Bay Lightning and you look at the Chicago Blackhawks, I think you see um, the Chicago Blackhawks of six or seven years ago um, when they were just starting to, you know, 2008, 2009, when they went to the conference finals and lost to Detroit, and then 2010 they went and won the Stanley Cup. Um, and I think uh, Tampa Bay is built very similar to how um, Chicago was built. And I think, um, you know, when 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 you look at Chicago, you look at a team that is probably the closest thing that you have to a dynasty in the cap era. Uh, you know, starting back in 2004 when they instituted the salary cap. Now, Chicago has been to the conference championship five times in the last seven years, and this is their third time in the Stanley Cup in the last five years. So obviously they're doing something right, and I think Steve Eisenman kind of looked at what Detroit and Chicago was doing, and he kind of did the same thing with Tampa Bay. And, uh, you know, they're sitting in a very good spot right now, not just this year the, you know, being in the Stanley Cup Finals, but also going down the road, I think you're seeing a, uh, you know, a team that's going to be a perennial, um, you know, championship caliber team down the road.
1: And I agree with you, uh, but still, when we look at, um, and when we when we look at the Lightning team, when this team has like, like uh, I think they have like 25 guys on their team, and and only six of them are Americans. It, it, it's still, you know, there's there's a there's it's questions for Americans when we see st- our our team, uh, Florida, a Florida team, and we only have six Americans. And this, I'm not saying that's the average around around the league, but the best players are still coming from uh, from the Czech and uh, and, and Canada, uh, Russia, and, and 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 we still, you know, we're still in a, in a stage of a building, a building almost almost like we are in. Um, in hockey, except the NHL is the most important hockey league in the world. So people all around the world watch the NHL, whereas the American hockey is not the most important league in, in hockey. Um, you kind of feel what I'm saying? I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm not quite fine. So,
5: so what you're trying to say is that, um, that the NHL isn't the most important sport in America? No, 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 important. no. Well,
1: it's definitely not the most important sport in well, America. Of I, I think I think that the NHL would have um, would be a more important sport to Americans if we can finally get to the point where we can develop players that are going to be half the roster on an NHL team, not just six, you know, six percent of the roster on an NHL team. And, uh, and I think we well, still look yeah. at it. I think that, you know, and and again, when we talk about how the game has changed, you know, over the last,
5: say, from, um, you know, the 1980s until now, say, for instance, just using that as a, as a a, you know, 30-year window, um, you know, back in the day, I mean, you know, you didn't have a lot of European players, you know, it was mostly Canadians. Um, So over the last 30 years, you've seen now you've got, you know, Russians and you have um, uh, the Czechs and the Slovakians um and the Swedes and the the Finnish players and even now you have um you know Norwegian players German players um Belarusian players uh along with you know back in those days if you had one American player on the team that was a lot now when you're starting to have six eight ten players on the team um along with the fact that you have all these European players that have come into the league um you know it's not just the Canadian league anymore it's you know, um, you might have uh, half the team Canadian and half the team, you know, European and U.S. players. Um, but when you look back 30 years ago, you might have had one player. Now you got six, seven, or eight. I think it's a big difference. And I think, you know, if you look at it over the last 30 years, it's grown quite a bit uh, as far as U.S.-born players playing in the NHL. Yeah,
1: I I would agree it has grown, and it's grown quite a bit. And, and when you look at it on the, other, on the other hand, when we look at the NBA, the NBA has – done almost the same thing with the with the European players where the NBA was used to be just an all American league now it's a league w- with with Russians with French with Germans and some of our best players are are of um, are from sure, sure. Spain or all over the world yeah. but we still see the majority of those players are Americans now ten years 20 years from now who knows what that's going to be?
5: No, that's a good point, point. Um, and, and, you know, and I think you've seen the transition in the NBA the other way, and I think you've seen the, the transition in the NHL to more American players. Um, and um, you know, and, I, and I think a big thing about that, or why that's happened, is because you have teams in Florida, and you have a team in Arizona, and you have teams in, in California now, and teams in San Jose and Anaheim. Um, I think that's made a big difference, and they're talking about putting a team in Seattle now you know, with the upcoming next few years. So I think as they uh, expand and they put more teams, especially in areas that maybe weren't um, the biggest hockey markets, per se, um, Nashville being another one, Dallas. Um, so I think now as the second generation of you know, kids are, go- are growing up and they're growing up with hockey, I think you're starting to see a wider range of, uh, of kids going and playing the sport where you didn't have that maybe 20, 30 years ago.
1: I agree with that totally, and I really think I think you hit the nail on the head when you when you said that. And you're right um, because Florida is a spot where we never even thought of hockey before, and now we have we actually have hockey rings. There's a hockey ring um, thirty minutes from my house now. Where when I when I was growing up, I, I, I thought I'd never see a hockey ring in my lifetime. Growing up in the state of Florida, so I I, I agree with you there. And, and now to think that. Uh, the hockey is in Arizona and, uh, and now it's in Memphis. So you, you, I agree with you. I think we're bringing the hockey to the people now. And I think the NHL has done a, a grand thing by doing this too. And, uh, and I think they should expand the league more. And, and they are. And they're
5: talking about it. And I also think you're right. The NHL has marketed themselves very well over the last 20, 30 years. Um, and, and also, too, I think, you know, um, when you're in a market such as Tampa right now, And your team is doing very well. It makes you want to go out and and learn about hockey and play hockey. And like you said, having the rinks uh, in close proximity allows you to do that. Um, And also, you know, there's a big difference. Like when we look at basketball and you look at hockey, um, you know, to go play basketball, all you need is a ball and you can go to any park and play. Hockey, on the other hand, uh, is a lot of equipment that you need. You know, you need not just the goalie wears pads, but everybody has to wear pads. Uh, Skates, which are extremely expensive. The sticks, they break quite easily. So, and plus, you need a place to go find where you can, you know, have ice. And uh, unless you're living in Minnesota, you can't just, you know, if you're living in Florida, you can't just go out on the lake and play. You have to go to an organized rink that has ice and everything. So, uh, you know, the, the whole dynamic of, of hockey to say baseball or basketball is just completely different. So, um, as it expands and expands on the, you know, youth level is when you're going to end up having more an opportunity to have U.S. born players. Plus um, when you look at the, um, you know, the uh, um, college hockey in the United States has really jumped quite a bit in probably the last 10 or 15 years where it's actually now starting to compete with um, your Canadian, um, you know, uh, uh, you know, the Canadian hockey leagues or the, uh, what's called like the, uh, you know, uh, the Quebec junior league or the, um, you know, Ontario junior league. So now, U.S. players and even Canadian players will come over and play, um, say, for Boston College or Boston University or University of Minnesota, University of North Dakota, as opposed to going and playing junior hockey. So you're getting these players and now the hockey programs are getting better and better. So they're recruiting the best players in North America as opposed to just the people who can't make it in the Canadian junior hockey leagues like it used to be. So um, I think you've seen a big spike in um, in college hockey as well.
1: Yeah, we have seen a big spike in college hockey. We've seen a big interest in the college hockey as well. But at the same time, like you're saying, we now find, we have, we find ourselves with the foreign players coming over playing playing hockey in America instead of playing in the junior leagues in their country. And, and. I'll say it again. When we look at the Blackhawks, they have three Americans on their team. Um, all the rest of the players are, are foreign foreigners. And then when we look at the at the Lightning, they have I think it was six Americans on their team. And this is out of like thirty guys on a, thirty guys that guys that on a, on the squad. So no, I still think we still have and, and, a long and, way to go. And also now you have to
5: look at when when you look at, say you say you have three players on Chicago. One of those players is Patrick King, is one of the best players in, in, in the world not just the best American player, but one of the best players in the world. He could start for Team Canada in, in the Olympics, and he can start for Team Sweden in the Olympics or Team Russia in the Olympics. So when you start getting more, he was the number one overall pick um, yeah. you know, in the draft um, about eight years ago. So when you start looking at it from that perspective, I think you start to see maybe the, the general numbers aren't there, but the quality of player is there. So ultimately I think you're going to see the, the general numbers kind of come up as well you know, in, in, in the near future.
1: Yeah, I really hope so, man. Because I'm a I'm a hockey fan, and um, you know, and it's hard to talk about the sport when people look at you foreign when you bring it up.
5: <laughs>
1: yeah, living in Florida, we, we 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 do get that,
5: don't we? Um, yeah. yeah. Usually, when I'll bring up something about, you know, I'll say, "Oh, did you see that goal that Patrick Kane scored the other night?" And they'll be like, "Well, who does he drive for?" Or, um, <laughs> you know, what SEC, sec team does he play yeah. for? So, um, yeah. you know, it's just. Yeah. It's, but I'll tell you what, if there's if, if people here in Florida listening or, or in other places, go out and watch a game, see a game live. It's, it's, it's especially if you have an NHL team in your area, because it really changes your whole perspective of hockey when you see it live. Because on TV, you can only follow um, a small area of the game. But hockey is such a fluid, free-flowing game that if you can watch it from um, from you know from the stadium and see it, plays as they develop and and see the hitting and see how 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 fast these players are on yeah. these guys are going 25 30 miles an hour and yeah. stopping on a dime and hitting each other and stuff so it's it's a pretty neat game when you get to see it live it really changes yeah. your whole perspective.
1: Hey Bill, could you hold through the break? what's that? Could you hold through the break? Sure thing. Yeah. Hey, guys. We're gonna have Bill come back and give us a little bit more, a little another lesson on this NHL and the hockey. Guys, we'll be right back with more sports info. Um, after these messages.
4: Your internet flagship
0: station for sports. Yeah! Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel.
5: 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football.
3: We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World or Android Market.
0: You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888 346 9144. That's 888 346 9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show.
1: And welcome back to Sports Info UM. Coach. Um, who do you, who are you going with in this, uh, finals of the NHL playoffs? I know I'm going with the Tampa Bay lightning because I'm a Floridian been here all my life and watched Tampa come here and, um, go to the NHL championship. Couldn't do it. But hopefully this year, this is our year. If I don't go with the lightning coach, I can't sleep in my, my rig tonight. <laughs> 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 oh,
2: that's funny. I-
1: not scared and i, I would you not know,
5: um, scared i'm sorry coach what was that
1: i'm not scared <laughs> sounds like you are i don't want you to think i'm scared <laughs> are you taking so, chicago
2: um, bill i'm sorry are you taking chicago
5: you know uh i'm rooting for tampa bay um a couple of x rangers on tampa bay brian boyle and anton Strowman, who who were good rangers and uh Blue, you know, sorry to see him go, but in the Sally cap era, I guess that's what happened. Um, if I was forced to pick, um, I would go with Chicago in seven. Um, uh, I just think Chicago. Um, is, I, I think Chicago is going to be the deepest team that Tampa has played in the playoffs. I also think Tampa is going to be the fastest team that Chicago has played in the play- playoffs. So um, I think each team is going to bring something that the other one is going to be a little. Um, you know, is going to have to adjust to. Um, but I also think, you know, when I talked about in the beginning about Tampa Bay where their window is wide open, um, unfortunately in the salary cap area, like you said, Chicago next year only has 13 players signed uh, and only about five or six million to fill out the rest of their roster. So um, I think, you know, they're probably um, looking at this would be their last, you know, hurrah for a few years before they can, you know, kind of reload and, um, you know, I think they're going to have to let a few guys um, that they, they would hate to see go. They're going to have to let go this year, so um, I think this you might see them playing with just a little bit more urgency, knowing that it might be a couple of years before they can get back. So um, I think you're going to see um, again. It wouldn't surprise me to see Tampa Bay win, though. Uh, they are an excellent team, and they are especially that uh, their top two lines um, outstanding. So, um, but if I had to make a pick, I would pick Chicago in seven.
1: So um why is that you think Chicago has uh, the better defense?
5: well i you know i I, I think you know when you look at um, like I said, you know going back a little bit uh earlier is uh, Tampa Bay's top loaded with their top two lines, where Chicago's getting scoring throughout their um, uh, without throughout their lineup. I think that um, you know when you look at Chicago's top four de- de- defensemen, um you know Duncan Keith is one of the best in the NHL but you know uh with uh, John Wilson and Brent Seabrook and Johnny O'Dulia. You know, right now all those guys are averaging, um, you know, Duncan Keith is averaging over 31 minutes a game. Um, John Wilson's averaging over 26 minutes a game. Brent Seabrook over 26 minutes. Johnny O'Dulia almost 25 and a half minutes a game. Uh, In contrast, when you look at, like, Tampa Bay, Victor Hedman's only averaging about 23 minutes a game, which is their top defenseman. So Chicago's relying on their top four defensemen. Pretty much the entire playoffs. So the question is, how much do these guys have left after a tough seven-game series, which was a very uh, Anaheim is a very physical team, and um, you know they really wore, you know, they'll wear you out. So um, that's going to be the big question mark. If Chicago's top four defensemen can handle um, the top two lines of uh, Tampa Bay, I think Chicago wins. If not, then I think all bets are off, and I think Tampa's, you know, got as good a shot as any to win.
2: Well, it'll be an interesting series for sure. I think.
5: Well, I, and I think one of the things you're going to see here, which is kind of, um, which is going to be nice for the fan who's watching, especially maybe um, as you say, like the newbie fan that hasn't, um, you know, really followed hockey very much. Um, when you look at um, both Tampa and Chicago, you're not going to see no neutral zone traps or trying to clog up the neutral zone and clutching and grabbing. These are two teams that want to play fast. They want to play with possession. Uh, the two offensive-minded teams. So I think it's going to be a back-and-forth game. Um, and I think it's going to be, um, you know, a, a, a pretty exciting series to watch. You um, know, it's kind of funny. I saw a, um, a little um, uh, bit of research, or a little uh, tidbit that said um, Tampa Bay led the league this year in scoring with 262 goals. Go back 30 years to 1985, 262 goals would have been the last in the league. So it wow. shows you how much things have changed over 30 years. Yeah. Um, but you're looking at probably the two uh, two of the best teams when it comes to possession and creating offense and stuff. So I think it will make for an exciting series.
1: Wow. I think it's going to be a great series. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing Tampa Bay bringing champ, the it, bring it um, bring championship here to Florida, bringing it back. Uh, I may even get a chance to uh, touch the cup. Hey, I was just gonna say that when the time comes, we gotta go take a look at the cup they doing it right. That's what I'm saying. I want to go and see it at least, man. Yeah, I'm telling you. You know, yeah, absolutely. I, maybe that's maybe that's that's on my list. If get... it, if it comes to Florida, I'm gonna see it this, if it's here. <laughs> maybe we can wait for Coach Robinson to get back, and we can all go together. Hey, maybe we can get an RV and drive down there, drive over to yeah, Tampa and check it plan. out. Sounds okay. like a plan. Hey, I actually know
5: somebody who has got one.
1: I do, too. Yeah. And I know somebody that might give us a ride in one. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. Man, I love to take a ride in that thing, just sit back there in the back, some nice adult drinks, just hang out. That'll be all right, wouldn't it, Coach? Hey, buddy, it works for me. All right. (laughs) Uh, Hey, well, hey, man. Thanks, uh, Bill, thank you so much for coming on the show and giving us a... uh, hockey 101 and the uh, hockey 102 and we even skipped up, up to the hockey 203 all of those lessons were very valuable to me and our fans and our listeners so hey we really appreciate it
5: well i really appreciate you guys having me thanks so much i really do and hey. Uh, and hey
1: just 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 for the record my pick is golden state and six as well all right hey you got the floor oh, um, job, yeah. If yeah, if you want to give a shout out to anybody it's all yours buddy Oh, I'm 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 good, but uh, thank you so much again. I really do appreciate you guys having me on. Hey, thanks again, and don't be a stranger. Give us a call anytime here at Sports Info U and Radio Show. You got it, guys. Take care and have hey. a great night. Thank you. Thank Take you, care. Yeah. Bye bye now. Hey, hey, Coach, that was a great lesson on on hockey, man, and um, and I'm really pulling for the uh, Florida Panthers. I think they have a shot. Um, I'm looking forward to this. This NBA Finals, um, this is the longest break that two teams have ever had in an NBA Finals. Uh, I think this is really going to help the Cleveland Cavaliers because they're pretty banged up from, um, you know, um, Lamar, um, LeBron James. He's talked of all kind of ailments that he's been dealing with. So I really think this is going to help their team a lot ha- having this time off.
2: Well, Coach, you know what I think is uh, kind of uh, – Critical to the game is that uh, if if this first game uh, the Warriors blow them out, and I, I say blow them out, beat them by ten or more. I think that'll be a, a real hard comeback. I mean, if it's close game, I think Cleveland still got a chance. And I don't think have um, I got who we had on earlier? Was it Allen? He thought they were going to. That Cleveland might sweep it. I, I just don't see either team being strong enough to sweep them.
1: I don't see the team being strong enough to sweep anybody, but I, I really don't see um, Cleveland being blown out um, in any of these games. I just, I just don't see it. Um, they've, they've really breezed their way through this playoffs, and um, I'm not going to say they're going to breeze their way through this, through this NBA finals, but. I really think that um, I'm kind of in agreement with Al the caller earlier that um, that LeBron James is on a mission you know he hasn't he hasn't played very well. he hasn't shot the ball very well in the, in the last series but some kind of way his team has swept um, they swept the last series you know uh, Atlanta never never stood a chance. So and coach they were one of the winningest teams going in. They had the best record in the East, and they made them look like they had the worst record in the East. I mean, it was never really um, any competition as far as I'm concerned. At one point, LeBron James was dancing around in that game where he was actually toying um, with the Atlanta Hawks. So I really think that um, he's going he's gonna to take his game to another level. Um, I think he's been to the NBA Finals and I don't think it's anybody on the Golden State Warriors has ever been to the NBA Finals. And I think that experience is going to make a difference. He's going to show his team how to, how to, how to win. And, uh, I, and I'm in agreement with one of our callers earlier that said that, um, um, that Ryan, who said that uh, LeBron James is the coach of the Cavaliers. I think he's been to the, to the NBA Finals enough to coach this team. And he probably knows as much or more about basketball than the coach of this team, Coach Black. I agree with you. I agree with you. It'll be interesting for sure. It'll be very interesting. Hey, guys, thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, guys and girls, thank you for listening to the Sports Info UM Radio show on the Voice America Radio. We'll be back next week with more sports information.